Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Talk Box Radio. Talk Box Radio. Give advice. Get advice. Talk Box Radio. What's your problem? The show that listens to you, then talks back. What's your problem? And now, What's Your Problem? The show that listens to you, then talks back. With your host, Lisa Earhart. Hey, everybody. What's your problem? The show that listens to you. It's Lisa, and I'm waiting to hear from you. I'd love to take your calls. And I'd love to hear about what kind of issues you're dealing with with your neighbors. Today's topic is, my neighbors are driving me crazy. Now, I will tell you this is a popular topic because of the shows that I've done, and I've done a few. My my neighbors are driving me crazy is one of the top listened to podcasts. So there are a lot of you out there with this issue. And I am going to continue doing more of these podcasts. So if you don't get to call in tonight, we're going to have another one, maybe next week at the same time. And I'll let you know a little more in advance. Tonight, I just sent out the notifications about this podcast. Oh, maybe about, you know, an hour ago. So anyway, I am waiting to hear from you. I'm encouraging you to call me here uh, the number is 646-668-8813, 646-668-8813. Now, if you've listened to a previous podcast I did about this topic, you know that this is not a new topic for me personally. I mean, I have had issues with neighbors, and as it turns out, um, upon moving to a new location, um, I am also... <laughs> still having problems with neighbors. It's in particular one neighbor. It's not every neighbor, but you know, it's, it's a funny thing to note uh, that these neighbor, you know, you'd think that everybody might share the same value that getting along with your neighbors is very vital to, for many things, just for your peace and serenity in the neighborhood and even your own safety, because listen, If you don't get along with your neighbors and something happens and you need their help, they may not be so readily available or interested in helping you if you've been nasty to them. You know, think about this. If, if I, if, if I'm talking to you directly and you are a neighbor who maybe has fallen short of being uh, cordial, let's put it that way. I'm being tactful here. Think about how that may play out uh, if you're in a situation where you really need help, you know. So anyway, um, the idea of this show, I just wanted to say, 
is that people call in and talk about their problems and then they get advice from sometimes me, but other listeners, because I really want to get people involved in this whole process of giving advice to other callers. So that is the concept of what's your problem, the show that listens to you, and then talks back. So you have a chance to vent your problem and listen to what other callers have to say. And sometimes I can bring in multiple calls at one time so we can all be like conferencing together. It is really a fun thing to do. And by the way, this platform that I'm on, Blog Talk Radio, is the only one that really offers this type of um, opportunity where we can have several calls or many calls coming in. But I can just basically, you know, I can I can patch in uh, as many calls as I want to so you can hear each other at the same time and respond to each other. Um, so I'm really excited about getting this going. And I will, I know it's important to have a regular time so that, you know, like if you, if you didn't catch me tonight or you didn't have a chance to call and you know when to call next time. So I'll be working on that, coming up with an ideal time slot If you want to give me your suggestions as to when you think that time slot would be best, and we're talking Eastern Standard Time, okay, uh, just contact me. Go to TalkBoxRadio.com and submit just a quick message in in the contact form. I will get that, and I will get back to you. Also, if you'd like to be a guest on an upcoming podcast, I'd love to hear from you. You could just be a guest and talk about your problems with your neighbors, your boss, your in-laws, uh, anything. So I know there's a lot of different areas we can pinpoint, but you know, I just thought it would be good to target uh, the neighbor issue uh, right now. <clears throat> but there's no reason why if we're doing a podcast here about my neighbors are driving me crazy. It doesn't mean you can't call in about your in-laws. There, there's no hard and fast rules here, okay? And if you have, if you've heard somebody in a previous podcast, um, you can always call in and give your advice at that point. You know, in a new podcast, you can say, "Well, I heard this person last week talking about this and that," and you can, you know, explain what they what their problem was, and then you can give your advice, okay? So. Once again, the website to learn more about this podcast is simply talkboxradio.com. And like I said, I would love to hear from you. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, just contact me through that website. Okay? And what I'm going to do in lieu of callers right now is just to read a little bit to you uh, from an article that's on the Huffington Post Dot com, and it was submitted by grandparents.com, okay? So I'm just going to define a few things here that they mention here about getting along with your neighbors, okay? So living next to an uncooperative neighbor is awful on many levels. Financially, it can affect the property value of your home. Oh, yes, that is true. Think unkempt lawn and shrubs, old cars everywhere, 
Emotionally, it can threaten your sense of well-being and safety. Now, I just wanted to interject something. There's something called disturbance of the peace. You should check out your local laws about this. But, you know, if somebody's doing something and it's disturbing your peace personally, where you're living, that becomes a violation, okay, of your rights. You may think, well, I don't want to say anything. I don't want to start anything up. But really, if you think about it, the neighbor, okay, number one, may not even realize they're doing something that's bothering you. Or they might not care. Now, you might say, let's say they're playing really loud music a lot. Um, I mean, you'd think they'd know that, it, that it's loud enough that you can hear it, but they might not know. So the question always, especially if you're living right next door, is how to approach this person with the issue so that it doesn't escalate into something worse, you know, because neighbors can retaliate as well, you know. And some neighbors, if you listen to my last podcast where I went into detail, very I mean, a lot of detail about what happened in the last neighborhood that my husband and I lived in. And the neighbors next door, we ended up going into mediation with these people. Yes, that's right. We probably should have done it sooner. The amazing thing is they showed up to the mediation. But the problem with them is that they lacked the ability, really, to just be assertive and come to our door and talk to us about what it was that was bothering them. And instead, they just, they extended all this negativity, you know, they're, they're cursing across the fence, they, they're doing other things, okay? So it was really, really difficult and stressful. Okay, so it just came down to a point where it was so bad, we sought mediation. Now, do you have to wait until it gets to that point? No. I am going to suggest that if you have approached your neighbors tactfully and they're just simply not being, you know, not, not, not being helpful, not being, you know, courteous toward you, trying to find out, find a solution then take it to the next level. Don't wait. Because if you have a neighbor that is very passive aggressive, very angry, because those two things go together, of course, um, it's most likely if there's something bothering them and they don't know how to talk just civilly like an adult, um, it most likely will continue to get worse, especially if you try to stand your ground with them. Um, you know, it can get worse as it did in, in our situation. Okay. So, um, and with people like that, writing, writing notes, I found doesn't do any good. Okay. If you think that, okay, well, maybe it's easier just to write them a note, 
communicate with them that way. You never know how they're going to perceive that. Um, so, you know, I guess you could try calling them on the phone or try face-to-face. But believe me, right now, I'm just telling you right now, if you're dealing with people who have real anger management issues, they do not know how to communicate. Um, in some cases, uh, it's it's it may not work to try to be civil and cordial because they're, they've already decided that you're the enemy. They treat you like an enemy. They don't have, to me, you know, in retrospect, after, after this nightmare situation that we endured for, I'm going to say a couple of years, way too long, right? Um, after this situation, that we endured, um, th- there was nothing that we could do. We tried. We tried different things, and they just were getting angrier and angrier and more ho- more hostile. And I arrived at the conclusion that it was a, a lack of self-esteem on their parts. You know, they couldn't just come and level with us and say, well, something's bothering us. It turns out what was bothering them was something we could have remedied. And it would have been a lot less painful for everybody if they just simply told us, listen, you have a branch um, that's overhanging our property. And it really bothered them so much, you know, and they never talked to us. And it was just, it was like, there was a branch that was kind of overhanging there over their garage and they were so angry that the leaves dropped onto their garage, you know? So now I've learned, I've learned that it's important to be aware of these things, but I really wasn't at the time. I was just, it was a beautiful tree, big tree living on our property. And I really wasn't checking to see, Oh, is this branch hanging over? Cause the properties were very close to each other. It's like, that's another problem by the way. Uh, so it would have been very easy if you've got a tree that some branch may be coming over um, to the next side and it's very high up so you can't get there easily. So anyway, why they didn't just so talk to us in a civil way and say, listen, we want this, we need you to cut the branch. And if they'd done that, we would have done it. You know why they didn't do it. I'm just guessing, you know, they were just not able to just be assertive like that. And instead they built up all of this anger and it, they took it out on us in, in various ways, cursing across the fence. Um, they left a car. Uh, it was a truck they had parked right in front of our house for months. They left that truck there. And then what happened, I'm just going to tell you about the truck story. Um, they left the the truck in front of our house and it was a passive aggressive maneuver. What is passive aggression? Passive aggression is when somebody acts out their anger in a way that they're not, they're not being overtly violent or confrontational in a way where you can actually talk to them or, you know, answer back. They do stuff in a quiet way, but it's very obvious and very annoying. Okay. So that's passive aggression. 
And it can be very hurtful, too, and violating. And in this case, it certainly was, because although the street is all public parking, you know, first come, first serve, that is the law with uh, city streets, okay, county streets, whatever, unless you've got a special no parking, no parking sign somewhere. Um, and you can park anywhere in front of anybody's house. Okay, but this went on for months, okay? Because they were trying to get us to come to them. And then they, I'm sure, were going to let us have it. Because what they were doing was really anger-based. So if we came to their door and said, hello, would you mind moving their truck? It's been sitting in front of our house for months. They would have been ready. Or maybe they were assuming we weren't going to do anything. So anyway, one day uh, they did actually move that truck for a few hours because they had to get it inspected during that time um, or register what, you know, yeah, the, what's it called? Anyway, so I, there were then, we had these leaves um, in bags, you know, and what I did is I brought those bags right out to the front um, to where they would be picked up by sanitation. and But I put it right, right where they were parking. And do you want to know? They drove the truck. I'm not kidding. Just listen to this a second. They drove the truck on top of those bags and left the truck there. Yeah, that's right. They parked on the bags. So that was another angry move. So it's like, oh, you're going to try and keep us from parking in front of your house for months at a time? Here's what we're going to do now. So it was a really crazy situation. There was a lot of other stuff that happened, too. This was just this was just one thing that happened. Okay, so anyway, I'm just going to read a little bit more from Huffington Post article. Okay. Uh, so backing it up again, living next to an uncooperative neighbor is awful on many levels. Financially, it can affect the property value of the home. Emotionally, it can threaten your sense of well-being and safety. The good news is there are many actions you can take short of declaring war. These actions all start before a dispute arises. Okay, well, I'm not sure how that really works because um, a dispute of sorts can start as soon as you move in. I'm not naming names here, but as soon as you move in. If you have a neighbor who is feeling encroached upon by the thought of anyone living next to them, they may assert that sort of, you know, that that feeling of anger and needing co- to control things right away. Okay, anyway, this article suggests that you have a timeline <clears throat> to where you could practice some preventative measures, I guess. So these actions all start before a dispute arises. Okay, so number one. <clears throat> Think about where you're living. 
since this time of your life is often about downsizing, this was from grandparents.com, so this would be for people who are older uh, and moving, really assess the area around your new house or apartment. Now, let me just tell you something. Before we moved into our new location, I personally went and talked to some neighbors and checked them out, and they said that the person living next to us was a really nice. But the reason they said that was because they did not want to get into hot water with this person or speak, you know, in any kind of derogatory fashion. So they were covering themselves. And I didn't know that. So I never met that quote unquote nice neighbor who has turned out to be not so nice. So the best piece of advice I have for you is to meet everybody. Don't take anybody's word for anything. If you're meeting one neighbor, go see who is on both sides across the street. Now, are you guaranteed that that person is going to be there forever while you're there? No, you are not. So there are really no guarantees here. You know, could you have a very nice neighbor to your right and to your left and across the street and then something happens and they move out and somebody else moves in. That's exactly what happened when my husband and I were in the other location. We had a very sweet neighbor who was then, who moved out and these other people moved in who gave us so many problems. So there's no way you can control that unless you buy up the land to the right and the left and you're, you know, or you live, you know, on a property that has many acres and you can't be around anybody else. But you know what? Not only is that not necessarily a realistic proposition for many, but my thoughts about that is, although being isolated like that can have its upside, because you don't have to worry about a neighbor being difficult and how am I going to resolve that. But the downside of it is that the isol- with isolation, now you're compromising your safety because if you needed help, it's not so easy to get it. Whereas if you're living close enough to where your house you know, is seen by others and you can just ask for help, go outside, help! You know, or call somebody, they can come right over. You know, it's sometimes it, the time factor is, is critical if you're really in trouble. And you, may not, you might not think about that when you're moving into a place. But, you know, at, at any time, anything can happen and anybody can need help. Okay? So time is of the essence if you have a problem, an issue, if you need help, if you have an emergency, okay? Yes, there's 911, but sometimes a neighbor can, you might need somebody faster than 911 can get to you, depending on where you're living, okay? So also, let's say there's somebody, a prowler in the neighborhood, you want to just let your neighbors know about that as soon as possible. It's easier to let them know if they're right there, you know, you can just walk right across the street next door. It's also a little more uh, like a neighborhood watch thing. If you're super isolated, you know, uh, 
people can't really see your house and you're an easier target for a break-in. You know, obviously, just think about that. Whereas if you're out in the open um, and can be seen easily, uh, less of a target, less likely. So those are things to consider. Anyway, where was I over here now? Okay, so think about your where you're living. Um, if the noise of kids playing irritates you, you'll probably be unhappy in a neighborhood of young families. If having cars in front of your house bugs you, oh, how, how coincidental is that, right? Don't live near a popular park. Or I'd like to just interject, don't live near an angry, passive-aggressive passive, passive neighbor. Sorry. Okay, so don't live near a popular park. Bottom line, think about your needs before diving into a neighborhood where you are the odd man or odd woman out. Okay, number two, introduce yourself. If you're new to a neighborhood or have lived there 35 years and have seen turnover with new families, introduce yourself and then say hi to everyone by name, even the young kids, whenever you see them. Familiarity can go a long way in diffusing future problems. And the kids won't think you're the... Now, I don't like this expression. I'm not even going to say it. I'm going to pass that one over. Let's just say the the person that they don't like who won't let them retrieve fly balls from the backyard, okay? So now this means, let's say you don't really feel like getting to know the person. Let's say they kind of give you a vibe you're not, you're not loving. Uh well, I suppose you can pace yourself with that one. My my thought is that it's a good idea if you're able to have a gathering with your neighbors. It could even be a neighborhood watch program you start. There's an idea. So let's say you don't happen to like the person so much. It's the idea of we're all getting together as a group, a group effort here. It's not necessarily a party. And yet it will be a social event. So it's a social event without the pressure of a social event that some people may be uncomfortable about. It gives you common purpose altogether. Neighborhood watch. I'm loving this idea. It could even be held at a church or something or some other place near you um, if you're not comfortable with having a bunch of people in your home who you don't know. But... Um, it's so funny. I just wanted to share this with you, too. When we moved to our new location, because it's in um, an area where I assumed there would be more neighborliness, I had this expectation. And and that would be that people would be coming over with apple pies. They'd be welcoming us warmly to the neighborhood. Well, things have really changed. You know, we're no longer living in that type of a uh, time period where you've got a village type of mentality where people are all war- working together, they're welcoming each other kind of thing. So that never happened. 
you know. And if you're expecting that, because maybe you're you're going from a city environment to a country type of an environment, that the things are going to be so different socially. You know, you could be disappointed. You don't know. It's a good idea to talk to some people who live in the area and see what they have to say about how things go. But in this day and age, people are really, really keeping to themselves more. Uh, now we're talking about difficult neighbors, so the difficult neighbors also are keeping to themselves. You know, everybody's so busy. There's less of a feeling of connectedness between people, you know? So you really have to make the effort to do that. Anyway, um, number three on the list here, timing and empathy are everything. Never try to reason with a neighbor while their dog is howling at the moon after midnight. Rather, try the, quote, I care about you, so I hope you care about me, unquote, approach once the irritating situation is passed. Yes, so in other words, you don't want to be in this angry zone when you're approaching. Okay, the problem is, though, if you're waiting for that perfect moment, it may never come. Because especially if the if the offense keeps happening over and over again, you're just like waiting to not feel this way, it could become cumulative to where you just you don't even know how to deal with this situation. Okay, so I guess the idea here, I'm agreeing with this article and that you don't want to wait forever. Okay, you want to kind of nip things in the bud. Okay, so here is an example on item three they give. Quote, I usually leave for work around 5.30 a.m. I know my car rattles a little, but I hope I'm not disturbing you when I pull out of my driveway. So this would be a very considerate neighbor who would do that, don't you think? In this day and age, how logical is that? How much is this happening? Is that happening to you? Uh, Let me know. Okay. Go to talkboxradio.com. Send me a message. Let me know. Anyway, if you say this, but I hope I'm not disturbing you when I pull out of my driveway, this leaves the door open for the neighbor to say, no problem, and we hope Fido isn't bothering you at night. If your neighbor does open the door for conversation, state your concern. If they don't, politely ask if they can take the dog in by 10 p.m. when you hit the sack. Let me just repeat that. Politely ask if they can take the dog in by 10 p.m. when you hit the sack. Number four, don't make assumptions. Oh, boy, that is a big one. That's a big one for everybody in every walk of life for every reason under the sun, right? Don't make assumptions. The overgrown yard next door may be the result of sloppy neighbors, or it may be because someone is ill or recently widowed. Visit your neighbor to ascertain why the law is un- lawn is untended. You'll quickly know if it's the former or latter. If it's someone who needs help, offer to mow for them or suggest getting a kid in the neighborhood who's starting 
his or her own mowing business. If it's sloppy neighbors, read number five. Here's number five. No, okay, this is the biggest one of all, I feel. If you can detach from the emotion for just one second, know the governing laws in your neighborhood. What are the regulations for noise, junk cars, unmowed lawns, and trash in your municipality or homeowners association? You can go to your local city or county homepage or try a site like municode.com. That's muni, M-U-N-I-C-O-D-E.com. Knowledge is power. If talking about your concerns in person with your neighbor doesn't work, always the first step, call the authorities and file a complaint with your local police. Hmm. Does that sound like kind of kind of a risky proposition to you. Yeah, sticky, right? Anyway, call the authorities and file a complaint with your local police, homeowners association, or county office. Let me just say, sometimes you might not have any other options. So you've tried the first way, then you move on, you escalate. Now, you think it would be a good idea to give your neighbor who you've tried to reason with a warning before you do that and say, listen, you are important to me as a neighbor. You know, we really value our relationship with you or I value my relationship with you. But at this point, you know, we, we want to keep things in, on a good level. We're asking for your consideration uh, at this point point we have done our research and we know that we do have you know rights here and we certainly don't want to have to go to another level we would like to see that we can resolve this between ourselves I mean maybe you should just say that instead of going to another level you know because if you start threatening people they could they could even get worse and by the time the thing gets resolved, it you know the the person could act out a lot, and you could be miserable for months. Who knows how long it takes to get something resolved? I don't know. I guess it just depends. And if it's somebody very angry with a shotgun, you know you could have a problem there too. Basically, you don't want to feed in to their anger to where it can escalate. Like they're yelling at you. Then you yell back even louder. I don't think that works or, you know, you could have a real problem on your hands. Remember, these people are living right next to you. Anyway, so call the authorities, file a complaint with your local police, homeowners association, or county office. The neighbor can be fined. Oh, I like that. For noncompliance. And probably won't appreciate your interference. (laughs) But you are within your rights. So could there be a way that this is put to them to where they have to think about it themselves and come to this conclusion that you could do something further if if they're not going to correct the issue, the problem they're causing? You know? I don't know. Six, 
gather evidence. If a problem persists, keep a journal of dates and times of ongoing offenses. This is very important for anything that's happening in your life where there are there are issues you're having with somebody, whether they're a neighbor or not, okay? It may sound extreme, but you may want to consider installing a surveillance camera. The neighbor with hard evidence of harassment or infractions is always in a better position with authorities, the homeowners association or the municipality, than the out-of-control nut who rants. Hmm. And then seven. And speaking of authorities, if calling the police is your idea of a good solution, think again. Unless the neighbor is using your windows for target practice or you feel personally in danger, you probably will not get the long-term solution you seek, which would be a cooperative neighbor, and you may even make matters worse. A more angry neighbor. Okay, so this article is saying, yes, go to the police, but then they're telling you, wait, just be prepared. Things It could make things worse. It's tough. Okay, number eight. And this is, as I said, this is what we did. But we waited a very long time to do it. And probably because we didn't even know we could do it. You know, things got so bad with those neighbors that we had before. So we just... I know I made a lot of phone calls to the county and tried to figure out what else can be done. So number eight here is consider mediation. Assuming your neighbor isn't a sociopath, consider using a mediator to help resolve your differences. Okay, so sociopath, I would say that that, I don't know. I think that our neighbors were sort of on that level. But I think this article is really talking about maybe people who are truly, truly dangerous to themselves and others and can't be reasoned with at all. Well, then it's time for the law to step in, right? And uh, anyway, so assuming your neighbor isn't a sociopath, that's what the article is saying here. These are not my words. Consider using a mediator to help resolve your differences. Consult the National Association of Community Mediation. That's the National Association of Community Mediation for a mediator near you. Mediation won't assign blame. It will try to help you find a win-win. So each of you gets what you need to live more harmoniously. And I'm telling you, in our situation... It worked. It really worked. You know, so I didn't didn't think it would necessarily, and I didn't even think they would show up to the mediation, but they showed up, and there was some anger there. And it was, you know, I kind of, you know, let one of the neighbors have it because I had had enough, you know. Because she was lying to me so much, and I just, you know, I basically talked to them in their own language, and that backed them down. I'm not saying that's what you should do, but we were in mediation, and it was, I will tell you, 
you have to have some guts doing this. You really do. It's like, how do people go to people's court? I don't know. Or any courtroom. It's stressful. This isn't a courtroom, though, okay? This is you just sit in a room and you have a mediator or two in that room working with you, you know? So, and they're experienced in dealing with disputes. So they'll just come up with some ideas. They'll write it down. It's like you work on it. That's what happened with us. You work on basically a contract agreement with these people that you're having an issue with. And invariably, whereas it was in our case, they wanted something that they weren't getting. And we certainly wanted stuff too. You know, we wanted the anger to stop. We wanted them to stop cursing. We wanted them to just, anyway, it worked because they finally had a way of expressing what was really bothering them you know, in a safe way. For all I know, they were afraid to do that before because maybe they were afraid of becoming really violent. They wouldn't know how to control their temper. Maybe that's why they never approached us in a civil kind of manner, okay? Who knows? But mediation is not the same thing as calling the authorities. Mediation is very different, Um, Now, some people may not be motivated to go to mediation because mediation requires that they be sitting down and be rational, okay? So they may feel they don't need it, and whatever they want is right. And, you know, that's where my suggestion is to know what your rights are, you know, and Try to have them figure it out by saying something not too blatantly confrontational, but, you know, preface it with, you know, we really, we really, or I really value this relationship with you so much. And we, we want to, you know, work with you, have a good relationship, you know, so we want to not have to go anywhere else to exercise our rights here. I mean, I wouldn't even put it like that, but it's just that I'm sure something like, I'm sure we can work this out just between us, that it it isn't necessary to go another route. Because if the focus is that you really want to work it out with them, you know, make that the focus of what you're saying. Don't say, oh, I'm going to call the authorities next time this happens, because that's a threat, you know. So try to stay focused on, we would like to work this out just just between us. You know, here's the deal. We all have our rights here, and we know that this, in this case, I'm just going to use disturbing the peace. This is, this is now a matter of disturbing the peace. And if you bring up just a phrase like that, that neighbor is going to know you were talking about the law. So there's many different ways of wording something so that it isn't threatening, so as threatening, okay? The point is, you let them know you value them, 
And ideally, if you if you can do it face to face, we have eye contact, and you can be completely sincere with them and keep your mood from getting escalated. Just we really value you as a neighbor, you know, and we really want to work together so that we're all, you know, getting along well. And if there's anything that's bothering you, is this okay that we're doing this? So and so, so you get them to talk about what they want and they will feel like you're hearing them. For those who have trouble expressing what they need, this could this could really work out well. And um, this idea of having, if it isn't some type of just a neighborhood informal gathering at your house where people are just getting together, get a little bit better acquainted, it, it could be a neighborhood watch, excuse me, neighborhood watch program, you know, and you could even go to their door and talk to them face to face and say, hey, you know, we're going to have this neighborhood watch program. We'd really like you to be involved. It won't take up much of your time, but we'd like to share phone numbers and just get a little bit better acquainted and because we really value you. So once once they get into this space that isn't theirs, so it's either your house or another a neutral environment where people are getting together and meeting and greeting, that could disarm them a bit too. You know. Now another another thing to do is if you do have a party, now they're coming into your space. And in a way, psychologically unless they violate your boundaries in your space and insult you in your space, which can happen too, but um, it's easier for you to have a little bit more, in some way, sort of social um, strength, power, something. This is my space. This is my territory. You know what I'm talking about. When you come into somebody's property, you know, you are, that's your domain and they are coming to you, and psychologically, this could give you a little bit more leverage when you're just talking with them. Try to keep it casual, but you know, you just mention, hey, you know, is there anything that's bothering you? Uh, we really want you to share that with us, or you know, then maybe you could slip that in there somewhere that there's something you, you'll ask them. You know, if they could help you with that. But, you know, another thing that you can do is, you know, make sure you, you, know, you can say, we're going to have this gathering. Uh, what kind of stuff do you like to eat or drink? You know, we want to make sure we have something there for you. Wow. You know, if you do that, they're like feeling valued, they're feeling special, and you're really inviting them over because you care. This kind of thing maybe could help a lot. Because I think when people are off to them, off to themselves, you know, uh, and they have this boundary. It's their house, their yard. If it's an apartment building, their door, uh, you know, the space near their door. It's a boundary. This is my space. Keep out of it. But if you break, try to break that down a bit, even if you know you're not going to become fast friends, it's just that effort of breaking down, breaking the ice a little bit, right? And saying, hey, we're all doing this as a team. It's, it's all the neighbors getting together or some neighbors. We just want to get along. 
that's implied if you if you have some type of a gathering, whether as I say, whether it's at your house or someplace else. Okay, it's just about the effort of people getting together, meeting each other, meet and greet. Okay, kind of a thing. And it could even be with a a neighborhood watch situation. You meet like once a month or something, you know, and you compare notes. What's going on in the neighborhood? Is there a problem in the neighborhood? Um, for example, where where we're living, unfortunately, there are a lot of dogs running around loose, not constantly, but from time to time, there'll be a dog running around loose. And if that's a situation for you, in a neighborhood watch program, you could say, hey, you know, this is a this is an area of concern. You know, we have animals that really, you know, need to be watched a little more carefully. So, I mean, how does it fit into neighborhood watch? Well, we're watching the neighborhood, you know, and there's stuff happening in the neighborhood that isn't so great, you know, and or we're concerned about... Let's say it's an animal that you're afraid of that's running around loose, maybe a really big dog or something. And so you could say, well, we just really want to see that our neighbors are watching out for their dogs a little bit better. So um, anyway, it's just a thought. And I I would love once again to hear from you. Go to TalkBoxRadio.com. Send me a message through that website and you can share with me your thoughts about this episode. If you'd like to be a guest on an upcoming podcast, if you have anything you want to share with people, any ideas or whatever, or you want to be a guest, maybe you have some things you really need to vent and you want callers. You want people to call in and give you their thoughts. Because everybody's got a lot of wisdom, okay? If you've been on this planet for a little while, you have wisdom that you can share. You have perspective that the person in the middle of the situation doesn't have. Because, you know, you know that expression, see the forest for the trees, can't see the forest for the trees. means that when you're in the middle of a situation, you know, and it's emotionally charged, it can be very difficult to look at it from a distance. And I just would love to hear different points of views on things, you know, because it's interesting and it's fun. You know, we can actually have a good time here. That's the point, too. Okay. So I am now going to sign off, and I look forward to hearing from each and every one of you. Talkboxradio.com. This has been What's Your Problem? with Lisa Earhart and signing off. Your mama said don't talk back, but this ain't your mama's podcast. This is What's Your Problem, the show that listens to you, then talks back with your host, Lisa Earhart. Talk Box Radio. Talk Box Radio. Talk Box Radio.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.